Hi, and welcome to Mogul's Interview Series. I'm your host, Jessica Lips, and it's my honor to welcome our next guest, Nanny Connie. Connie Simpson is a nanny to the stars, having worked with George and Amal Clooney, Jessica Biel and Justin Timberlake, and many others. She's taken her best parenting tips for newborns and put them into a brand new book called The Nanny Connie Way, and we get to hear about it today. Nanny Connie, thanks so oh, much for being here. Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. It's so wonderful <laughs> yes. to have you, and thank this you, is the you. debut of your new book. Yes, Congratulations. It is. It is. How does it feel? Amazing. It's like birthing your first child. I was really really scared because I'm stepping out on another limb. When I stepped out to do nanny, I was really scared. But it's just, it's so great. It's so great to be loved, genuinely loved by the people that I'm loved by. So it's been fun. It's been fun. Well, reading your book was amazing. Thank and you, you have such a wonderful personality and you could tell such Thank a you. warm heart and great testimonials from all the clients you've worked with. So we do have a lot of love for you and it's nice that <laughs> you, you feel that. Before we talk about the book and all the parenting tips, I actually want to get to know you and okay. to start at the beginning. So where were you born? I was born in Mobile, Alabama, and I am one of three children. My parents are David and Elise Simpson. They're both deceased. My mother was a nurse, and on my father's side, there was my great-grandmother who lived to be 103, and then her mother, who was a midwife in slavery, and she was the person everybody went to, so I have that DNA in me. I didn't realize that DNA like that is so strong. When you're touched, you can't get away from it. So in my childhood, I, I played with dolls. I loved on my cousins. I loved on my sister. She was 16 years younger than me. And it just kept going. At 16, I took my first job. My mother was a private duty nurse, and I worked with this very wealthy family in Mobile. The woman came from Boston, knew nothing about children. And I would go to school, go to volleyball practice, and go help this lady. She was from Tufts University, so she was very smart, but knew nothing about kids. And then I thought, okay, well, I'll go to school for early childhood. I, I did that, and I thought I'd get away from it. Then I became the director of a daycare center. So I just kept weaving back into my life. And and now I'm 30 years into it, and every day is something new, and I love it. It's been fun. Mm. It's been fun. So this really is who you are. It is. This is what I have to do. I, I was chosen to do it, and now I understand that because the family is so in need of just getting back to the basics. Mm. So, And that's what I've taught through the past 30 years in my own little laboratory. So you said that you were working at a daycare, mm -hmm. and then what happened after that? How do we get to this caring for families one-on-one? -on -one? Well, I have a daughter, and she's in her 30s. She's my pride and joy. I had her when I was in my 20s, and the one thing I learned is when you have a child, that's your child. That's your responsibility. And although I had this really unique and very large village to help me, she was my daughter, mm -hmm. so I would work at home and do jobs. I had maybe six jobs at one time, but it was the fact that I was at home and I was able to be with my daughter. And then one summer, a cousin of mine was doing it and she, she'd overbooked herself. She needed help, so I took like a week and worked with this family. I was bummed because it was time's up and I had to go back to work. So then it just kind of catapulted into other jobs and more work. <laughs> so with this incredible clientele, including celebrities yes. and being so in demand, 
How did you have the time to write the book? How did the idea even come up? So many people kept saying, you need to write a book. You need to duplicate yourself. So I kept trying to figure it out because to do this and do it correctly, it takes time. It takes your life. It takes your energy because you're in the trenches. People don't understand what you give of yourself in order for that family to be, you know, just breezing through those two weeks or three weeks that you're with them. So with that being said, I was working in Miami with Matt. Matt okay. who? Oh, well. Are you talking about yeah, right. <laughs> Matt Damon? Yes. Sorry. We couldn't let that yeah, in. You just no, call him Matt. No. He's just Matt. <laughs> because he is. He is. He's just my son. He's Matt Damon, but he's just Matt. And and all of them are Justin. It's just Justin. I have two Jesses. I have a large grouping of children. But anyway, when I started to write the book, I was in Miami working with Matt and Lucy Damon. Mm-hmm. And... Then I said, okay, fine, let's just put my thoughts on paper, and then I'll figure out how I want to deliver it. And then I went to work for Justin and Jess Timberlake. When I was there, I said, okay, I'm ready. We got with my agent, and he says, we need something to show them right off the bat. I said, here, and I gave him basically the first six chapters after that. It was easy, but I was in the midst of working. Matt, once again, called me on my birthday to say, happy birthday. And by the way, my friend's expecting, and I knew who that was because 10 years earlier, I had spent time with them at his house in Lake Como. So I knew George a little bit, and George Clooney. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And... (laughs) And he's just the sweetest person. He's another Southerner who had that heart. And, you know, I wanted them to be able to embrace having children and not having someone peer over their shoulder because of who they were. I wanted them to enjoy that situation. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay. I worked with them and worked on the book and cried a lot. You were crying because it was just so much work that it was was overwhelming or it was so much work and I wanted to hold on to my thought. I didn't want it to change to be someone else's. Mm. You know, having a ghostwriter, it was like, okay, I have to stay true to me. My whole thing is just to be true to myself. And all of my children, they've all said, oh, nanny, just be yourself. And I am. I'm just, I can't do anything else. I cannot deliver this message any other way than the way I was given, and that's from my heart. Well, thank you for sharing from your heart. Thank you. And now let's get to your sharing some of the actual tips and talking about the book. Give us an introduction to the book. So the book is kind of laid out with having the augmented reality. Tell us about that. The augmented reality is the virtual reality. I kind of pop up as a hologram, and I can give my information. So not only is my book chapters of information. I'm in some of the chapters. So when you feel like, oh, I just read it, but I didn't get it. I'm there to go, okay, come on, let's get with it. And sometimes you just need that person right alongside of you. You know, we have always had those little devils and angels. I'm that little angel on your shoulder. And sometimes I am the devil because I pick at you. But, (laughs) you know, I help you along and I'm so grateful for the augmented reality. But the book gives a breakdown of things you really need and what parents really need to pay attention to. And even with your partner, how to engage your partner along the way so that they don't feel left out and so that you get what you want from them. Mm. And it's more with sugar than with salt. And how to take care of yourself. Being in my own little laboratory, I've gotten to try out a lot of products. So I don't just talk about one product. I talk about all of them that have worked for me. The tried and true 
I love that. Yes. And I think people want to know specifics. I yes. certainly yes. do. So yes. let's start at the beginning. The first part of your book is focused on pre-birth, when you're pregnant and you're getting ready for the baby. Right. So what do people need to know? Well, you need to have a conversation with your family. Bring them all in because okay. somehow or another they're going to come in anyway. <laughs> so bring them in, have a conversation, and just be point blank. Tell them what your needs are and the do's and don'ts and what you expect. You know, and be serious about it and tell them if they need a little help, they need to read the book because it's important that for them too. You want to have that. You want to have a game plan for going to the hospital. You want to pack your clothes, what to take, what you really need to have at the hospital, what to expect when you get to the hospital, the adrenaline rush that you're going to be on, those kind of things that you need to know. So get your house ready. If you have a pet, you want to take your clothes to the hospital so the dog can smell the baby to get the baby mm -hmm. scent on him. That was your first child, you know, if you're a new parent. And then if this is your second child, bring that second child to the hospital. Don't just bum rush him at the last second and go, oh, here's your new sister. It's all about an easing into this situation. A game plan to have that all ready to implement when it's time. And also to be ready for the fact that the best made plan can always go up in smoke. But yes. What happens when your plan falls apart? What do you do? Don't stress. Don't stress because you're not in control. There's a higher power that's in control of all of this. And you know, as much as you read, as much as your friends tell you, you are not in control. When your water breaks, you just got to go with the flow, basically. You really, <laughs> Literally. You really, do. you really do. So, yeah. Just uh, be on point, be ready, and dads, be very patient because you have no earthly idea what that pain feel like. None. Mm. None. Oh, my gosh. None. If she tell you to go left, just go left one more time. Just keep going, but get to the hospital, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And in terms of setting up the house, which yes. you mentioned, and actual items to buy, yes. where do people go overboard and what's actually needed? When setting up the room, I think a lot of the setting up the room is just your nesting because three quarters of the stuff you don't need. You need a bassinet, you need diapers, you need a burp cloth, and you need some little sleep outfits and a rubber pad, you know. And that's it. That's it. That's really all you need. And all this other stuff is just like for the history books. Because when you come home, that baby's either going to be in that co-sleeper next to you or on your boob if you're feeding them or swaddled really good and lying in that nest. That's all you need. So don't overthink this. Don't stress because you don't have it. Don't make a relationship worse with your husband because <laughs> you were asking him to do stuff and put stuff together and you never get to it. Less is best. Less is best. Yes, I is like best. that. I like that. Yes. I see parents going nuts over strollers. Yes. Can you talk about what you need and what you don't and what this phenomenon is about? It's almost like a car. It is. <laughs> it, it, it really is. We give the stroller way too much power. There's no perfect stroller. I, I'm just sorry. There's none. Because there's either not a good basket, or there's not good wheels, or it doesn't flip the right way, or your partner doesn't know how to use it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and then it doesn't fold up small enough. So the best thing to do is you both go out. And don't try to put all your eggs in that one basket of finding one stroller. Find two. One that you can go really quick with, and one that you're going to do the long haul with. Because to put... All of your thoughts that go, this one stroller has to work, it's going to set you up for disaster. So strollers needs to be thought out a little better because 
it needs to be easier, <laughs> you know, the put together needs to be better, or uh, the storage of it. It's just, I mean, over and over and over, I've seen people going through different strollers in the first two months because it's not what they really want. And when you have the infant carrier, you know, you're going to snap that on. Now strollers come with an attachment for you to put the infant carrier on your stroller. Hmm. So there's there's so many changes happening, but I, I, I just think maybe they need to have a council of moms and dads to say what is it you really need mm. or really how can we make this better you know so that it really works for us i love that yes. idea companies yes. should listen to you yes, <laughs> should, yes. everyone should yes. listen to you yes <laughs> yes i really did get that from your book yes. I, I everyone should listen to Connie. Yes. um the other specific thing i had no idea that if you get a car seat that you can go to the local police station yes. or the fire station until reading your book to learn it's so important because so many people don't know about tethering. They don't know about the best place for your child to sit in the car. I think grandparents should go. I think every grandparent who is active in the family's life should have a car seat in their car. So go to the local emergency center and they'll be happy to assist you with putting it in and showing you how to tether it. Nowadays they have so much on YouTube you can get it from there. But to go to your local fire department you're going to get it the way it is for that area mm -hmm. and most kids now need to be rear facing much longer than what we have them rear facing everyone needs to know how to put a car seat in the car and how to readjust those straps because your kid does grow and to have them bent over is for a really bad ride in the car so if you have the straps that can move up and you know how to do it it makes life much easier. That's great. Yeah. So you have prepared for the baby. You've done yes. all this work. Your yes. water has broken and you're headed to the hospital. What happens when you're at the hospital? What can people expect? What should they know? Well, all the family needs to get in where they fit in, and that's out in the waiting room, <laughs> and leave things alone, and then let mom and dad have this moment. You know, nobody's on center stage but that baby and that mother. Okay, so dad comes in or your partner comes in behind the mother and the baby. Sorry, that's just the way it is in this case. Then after that happens, your lactation consultant will come in to show you how to do the breastfeeding. If that's what you want to do, don't feel pressured. If that's just not you, don't worry about it. The most important thing is the fact that you have a new little infant and the growth of that child in you is so important. So don't feel pressure that you have to and don't feel pressure that you don't have to. You know, just just love your child. Then after that goes past, they're not going to let you go until everything's working. And that means all the plumbing. So make sure that that's working for you. Get up and walk around. Tell what problems you're having. This is the time to say it. Say whatever it is you're feeling. If you're having an itch or a stitch or something that's bothering you, let the people know so they can help you out with that. Dad needs to get the car seat, which will probably already be in place, and then start schlepping some of that stuff home so when it's time to go home, it's not a lot of stuff. Now, one thing I do recommend for people who get a lot of flowers is to leave them for the NICU. There's so many little babies who don't have people that visit them or that are there to be around and to give that love and attention to the NICU, the nurses really appreciate it. It's such a sterile environment, but to give that to a young mother who 
who's coming in the door to see something like that, oh, it just makes them, you know, they know their kids in a safe place. And then they know that someone has bought them some more love by, by bringing them flowers. So you're going to get a lot of stuff at your home. If you can donate it, donate it just for that reason. I love yes, that. Yes. That's great <laughs> yes. advice. So you've gone through the hospital process. Right. You bring the baby home. Right. Your first 24 hours. How do you prepare? What what happens? What do so you, you do? So you want to put yellow tape across the front door and put a quarantine <laughs> sign and keep all the little germ people outside. Leave them alone. Let them set. Let the parents settle in with this new little one. I mean, you're going to be hungry. You're going to be tired. That adrenaline is going to be coming down. You're going to want to say, oh, I can get on my sofa. You don't have someone taking your temperature or beeping sound in your ear. It's over with. You're home. You made it. And then with that being said, you want to be able to be comfortable when you get home. You don't want to have a lot of people coming in and all of this and you feeling like you got to entertain. Don't put that pressure on those new parents. Stay away for that first week, if not the first two weeks, and then slowly come around. And if you're coming around, you're coming around to help. You ain't coming around to sit on the sofa and be asked for something. Oh, no. But that's important to put the sign up to keep everybody away. To keep everyone yeah. away. Yes. Okay. Yes. So while it's just you and your baby and your partner, mm-hmm. um, if, if that person exists, right. then it's just the two or the three of you. So what do you do well, you've when it's already, just you? So you stocked out the refrigerator. And nowadays, things are so convenient. You can order them online. So, so you want to eat good. You want to sleep when that baby sleeps. Don't think you're going to go to sleep at 9 o'clock. Your old routine is out the window. Now that baby's going to dictate when you're up and when you're down. You know, and the dad needs to be right there with you or your partner needs to be right there with you to understand that. And and they can see the signs that you're really tired or, or babe, let me do this for you. You know, so mm-hmm. it's really it's really important for each of you to key in on how that other person's feeling. And you just want to eat, sleep and know that baby and then get your game plan together. Go back over that game plan of your family and then say, okay, the baby's home. And even if you put it on your doctor or the hospital, if you have a cousin who wears too much makeup or if you have a cousin who wears a lot of perfume or something of that magnitude, anything that you want to not come in your house, put it on a doctor or put it on Nanny County. I don't care. I do it all the time. Like, no, you can't come in here smelling like cigarettes. You know, so those things are important because those are irritants for a new infant and you don't want that around your child. Mm. So it's important to make sure that the two of you stick close together, give time limits for people coming over and then close the door, shut it back down and, and do that process over and over until you're comfortable and ready. When you're ready, then you open the floodgates and let them all in because they ain't going away once they get there. How do you take care of yourself and and how do you have the time to do it? And you talk about not getting stressed. How do you not get stressed when you have a kid? You're not not going to get stressed. But to have someone tell you not to get stressed is 30% of it because now you have someone who has you on on point. They can see your stress. Okay. To know that someone's caring about you, it kind of helps you to go... Take that extra breath, you know. So it's very important for you to have your family or a friend in the very beginning and say to them, 
come on now. As a new parent, you have to be willing to share this. You have to, because there's no way in hell you're going to be able to carry your emotional roller coaster and that new infant at the same time. And you don't know when it's going to happen to you. Mm. So to have that person be there and them to be able to say, okay, sweetheart, you go take a nap or you go get your nails done, Mm. you know, and I'm going to hold on to the baby. That's like you just won a lottery. So many mothers need to do that because they don't do it. They just kind of keep going through it, dredging through it. Like, Mm. I can do this. Well, you're not beneficial to anyone. Mm. You know, you're not giving the baby 100%. So keep that in mind. If you're not a whole person, you're not giving your infant 100% of you. Mm. And your mental health is so important. Don't fret over clothes in this closet. Just just relax. Just take a deep breath. Have a friend that will help you through this. Sign them up. If you don't have one who's reliable, have two or three of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and going out on dates and going out to get your hair done is just as important as putting that baby on your breast or giving that baby a bottle because you have to be 100% to be a parent. It's important to put yes. yourself first in any situation, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. any situation, uh, in order to be there for others. Right. I would be so remiss if I didn't ask for a fun celebrity story. I don't know what you can share. I have a, oh, I have a really good one. I okay. have a really good one. So my biggest thing is that all my children, because they're all my children, they always want me to partake in their fun of relaxation after the kids go down. And I'm just such that person like, hell no, I'm going to bed. Y'all keep on. I'm fine. So this one night we were in Kauai and I was I was with Matt Damon and they were all sitting there and I had to pass where they were because I'd fixed my bottles and I was going back upstairs to, to the room where the kids were and it was like, Nan, they called me Nan. It was like, Nan, why don't you play poker with us? I don't play poker. I, I mean, I... I love to play the slots because I don't have to think. But poker is not my thing. So anyway, I was like, oh, no. I said, come on, nine, come on. I said, all right. So I, I finally went, okay. So Matt was so sweet. He sit there and he read all the information. And I'm sitting there going, it's going to take me three minutes to play this game. You don't have no earthly idea what you just did. But okay, son, come on, give me all the information. So he gave me all the information. And then we sit there, and then he finally said one thing to me. He said, now you can bluff and do da 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 I was like, oh, there it is. That was my opening. So we, <laughs> we had three rounds. First round, they gave me my hand. I looked at it. I don't know what I had. I was like, ooh, so what you do when you have a jack? And they went, oh, nah. <laughs> so, so everybody start folding. <laughs> and I won that round. <laughs> So the next, so I was like, oh, well, I just didn't know. I just didn't know. So I played this with them for three hands. And they finally just went, we're done. I was like, yes, give me the pot. <laughs> so, Smart so, one. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so I just kept knocking. I was like, so, mm, and I said, oh, I'm not supposed to make a sound. So I would do everything. I would bluff them. So, <laughs> oh, I and, wish I had a camera yeah. on you. It's almost like a movie. That's, yeah. that's great yeah, to watch. I like, don't oh, know why you give me all this information. I don't care about playing cards. But it was just fun to be with them because they did family stuff with the kids. We played games. We did a lot of stuff. It just showed me what family was about. It was really fun to finally sit down with them. In closing, yes. my final question. Um you have just written this incredible book Thank you. and you are with all these families. What is the overarching piece of advice that you want parents to know? 
Don't believe the hype. Just trust in your instinct and your child. And I promise you're going to get further down the road than what you think. Mm, that is a perfect, <laughs> yes. that is great. That is a perfect note yes. to end on. Thank Nanny you. Connie, thank you so oh, much sweetheart. for being you're here. You're so sweet. It's, thank you. you are too. Thank it's you. wonderful thank you. to talk thank you. Thank you. Truly, truly. Thank you. Um, and we wish you all success with your first book thank launch. You. It's wonderful. And with everything else you're up to, we'll look forward to following you. Thank you very much. Everyone, get this book. It is wonderful. I promise. This is Jessica Lips for Mogul. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.